0: Hey, welcome to episode 12 of Making Friends. Hey, thanks for tuning in to my show, Making Friends, where I talk with all my Twitter friends. We get to know them in person, and you get to hear what they're like in real life. <laughs> Today's a special episode because I have a guest co-host. My guest co-host is Michael, who is at home halfway. That's home underscore halfway. If you haven't heard his episode, go back and listen to that. You can hear a one-on-one with me and him. Um, uh, But I'm glad he joined in for this one because uh, he gave a... It was a great dynamic between the three of us. So it was him, me, and uh, Kellen Schneider, who is at... What the fuck is his name? At... Captain Calvis on Twitter. That's Calvis with a K. Kellen is fun and talented, and uh, he's he's on the verge of some big things in his life. So I had him on the podcast to talk about what's going on, uh, what's, what's it like finishing college, and starting your career in the entertainment industry, which uh, I think a lot of us are envious of. So good for you, Kellen. Keep it up, and uh, teach us the tricks once you find your way in. And then employ me to write for you. Um, I'll do it for uh, 400000 a year, okay? Make a note of it, get back to me, talk to you soon. A little bit of housekeeping here before we get into the episode. I've been sick this weekend, and it sucks. And as a result of that, I had to cancel an interview with somebody that I was supposed to do today and was looking forward to having up next week. So that means there will probably be no show next week, because I don't have anything in the holster. I don't plan that far in advance. Um, And I hope that you will forgive me for that. You know, maybe maybe take an hour for yourself. Uh, Do something you've always wanted to do. Explore a cave. Open a business. Eat a waffle with a meat inside of it. I don't know. Whatever you do with your time or whatever you've been meaning to do. And uh, I am sorry, but I'll I'll have another episode as soon as I can. I do promise you that. Today's episode is brought to you by Skin. Are you tired of those pesky bones and organs just flapping around in the wind? You need skin. Mmm. Skin. Contact your local IKEA today. That ad was recorded by our friend Tom Aldworth at Trojan Sauce. Here's the show. Enjoy Kellen Schneider. I'm doing all right. The barista made me a uh... Like a unique mocha coffee drink. I don't think anybody's ever had chocolate and coffee before. So
1: Are you saying are you making the claim, Mark, that you are the first person in the entire world to have chocolate with their mocha?
0: She made me feel special about it. I
1: think I'm the first. I man, I don't want to burst your bubble and I don't drink coffee ever, but I I had one that was mocha and chocolate a few weeks ago. Uh, so I, I, I'm not saying that your barista is cheating on you with me But I would like to just put that thought out there
0: Kellen, listen to what you're saying One of these things must be a lie First you said, <laughs> I never drink coffee, ever And then you followed it, followed it up with a story about drinking coffee
1: So I, That was the one time in my entire life that I had, had coffee I'm The one kidding. time, oh.
2: uh-huh.
1: Well, I was, I was, I like ever. So as, as you both know, I went to L.A. Uh, And while I was in L.A., I was at all these meetings, and one of the meetings, I I got nervous because she was like, do you like coffee? And I was like, no. And then I accidentally ordered a coffee drink. So now, not only do you think I'm a liar, but also I think she thinks I'm
0: a liar. So amazing how quickly your story changes, Uh (laughs) (laughs) Kevin.
1: That's why they call me the old (laughs) flip-flop.
0: Okay, that's what we'll call you on this podcast. Don't don't put my...
1: Don't put my handle on the, on the podcast title and don't put my name. Just put, we, I sat down with the old flip-flop.
0: <laughs> Everybody will know.
1: <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of marketing, it's going to be horrible, but for us, it'll be great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where are you, Kellen? It uh, looks like you're in a log cabin with a rug on the wall.
1: Yeah, so it's actually a blanket, which is what they call a rug that you put on a wall. Uh, fun fact. <laughs> But I am in uh, Minnesota right now at a at my family's cabin on a lake, and just enjoying vacation. uh, It's kind of my last family vacation before I move off and uh, just completely cut ties with all my family members. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm just getting out of here. It's overdue. uh, I move. Yeah, I mean they they. You know, nurtured me for 21 years. Now it's it's that classic tradition where you just go and uh, just completely cut them out of your life. That's it, mom. It's time. (laughs) Finished.
2: It's over. We're breaking up. I'm
1: breaking up with my. Yeah, I'm breaking up with my family exactly. It's not you.
2: (laughs) It's me and my life's
1: passion. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, kind of honestly, but I am moving to uh, Los Angeles in September, and so this was kind of my last like hurrah with my family for a while, mainly because I won't be able to afford literally anything.
0: Yeah, that's, well, that's pretty great that you're moving to Los Angeles. I think the last time that I talked to you about moving, you were, you were like, "Nah, I'm just going to Los Angeles for like a week. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's Michael. It's, did yeah. you see Michael's face? I can see it now. Oh, Michael. yeah, I can see Michael. I, uh, oh, well, while
1: Mark's figuring out technology, I'll tell this quick story. I saw one of my friends I went to high school with, and he's headed up to med school, and I w- we're like in the, my, my home church back in my hometown and I, I'm like around people that may not necessarily either know or love that I'm a comedian um, and so he's, he was talking about like yeah he's doing some uh, intern stuff this summer at a hospital and he uh, I, I just looked at him very seriously in the eyes and I said hey man if you ever ever want to practice your physicals or your colonoscopies I'm your guy <laughs> and my mom just like gasped and was like oh Kellen and like would not acknowledge that I had just said that.
2: Well I thought that was really nice of you.
1: Thank you I was there to be you know help because it could be I mean can you imagine like the stage fright that comes with having to give your first colonoscopy I can't.
2: It's true there's always a guy named Gary (laughs) (laughs) always better you than Gary
1: yeah that's fair or uh, or
2: if he has to break up gallstones you'd be there for that too
1: I don't know, but you have to have them to, like, have him break it up. Well, just you know lie.
2: I mean? Lie, Kellen. It's what, you know, be, well, be a comedian.
1: Gonna... <laughs> just lie to him. Yeah, it's hey, man, I got all these I got all these rocks in my gut.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like, uh... eight. It's like, like, eight or nine, and you need his help.
0: <laughs> Please and explore then, my colon. <laughs> You'll be fascinated and at what you, you find. And you can be like, April fools. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's July. And, and the then you clench laugh. your butt really tight
2: and trap yeah, him forever. Exactly you can't go I'm gonna,
1: and then and then we'll be like kind of Siamese twins that's what Siamese twins are right is right. just somebody <laughs> that in the womb got yeah.
0: stuck in their twins butt
2: <laughs> that's medical and then you will have to be a doctor in LA
0: Kellen are you in a rocking chair I am in a rocking chair oh I nailed a wick, it a wicker rocking chair it's got that fabulous
2: either that, that or, or a center of balance is incredible
1: yeah, I'm, I'm actually on, I'm on one foot. I'm flamingoing. Uh, I'm just kind of holding my laptop in one hand and my phone in the other.
2: Just
0: remarkable. Remarkable work. Truly what remarkable, is your? Yeah. Tell me about this place that you're staying, this, this Minnesota dream home on the lake.
1: Yeah, so uh, my grandpa and my uncle both have lake houses right next to each other up in Minnesota. And as a kid, oh, I used to come up here like every summer. Uh, and it was just kind of like our family's, like, meeting place. Like, we didn't really have family reunions. We'd just go up to the lake for a couple weekends every every once in a while. And then I – so the last time I was here was, like, five years ago. And I, like, just then, – then I graduated. Well, no, I was I was probably a junior in high school, and I think senior year just got busy. And then I graduated high school, went to college, and just haven't been able to make it back since. Oh. And so – I know, yeah, uh, so this, this is, uh, I was at a different lake all week, and then this lake is, like, three hours away from that lake, and so my mom was like, hey, do you want to go with me up to the lake house and see your grandpa and your grandma and your uncle and your aunt? And I was like, absolutely, because um, I was supposed to be, actually, in New York this weekend. I was supposed to fly up to New York and perform at the Del Close Marathon, uh, which is a huge improv festival put on by the Upright Citizens Brigade, but it was, like, the plane ticket alone was, like, $400, and I was like, I can't swing that. Like, I just, And I can't, obviously, drive out to New York from Iowa. I mean, you can, I just didn't have time.
0: Oh, man, uh, you, you should have told me. You could have stayed with me. We could have recorded this in person. Oh, that would have
1: been dope. Uh, well, let's just scrap this. I'll fly out of now.
2: <laughs> Michael, uh, you in? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not in at all. That sounds awful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Michael, just not on board with uh hanging out with mark and kellen in person Uh,
2: what a a bad time that would be Oh (laughs) um so
1: yeah Yeah. this is the this is the lake house and uh it's actually super windy i i was out on the water yesterday and i was the only person on the lake
0: what do you do in the water just swimming around uh i'm actually on a water bike i don't know if you've heard of it (laughs) that's one of those bikes made of water
1: yeah it's made of water on water it's a really confusing scientific experiment (laughs) Did
0: you wear your yellow shirt
1: yeah, Mark. <laughs> were you pixelated? Mark, Mark Mark sent me his pixelated yellow shirt and I put that on. Okay. We're referencing things that we're gonna have to like show people. Like we nope. can't <laughs> <laughs> It's like I feel like every comedian on their stand up album has that one like that one two minute segment where they're like, oh, it's so funny, I'm doing visual bits now. And then, like, everybody does it, and I, it's, it's never funny for the CD listener.
0: No, I love it. You get to let your imagination run wild. You can no, picture. I
1: won't do it. I won't do imagination stuff.
0: <laughs> Count me out. It's like reading <laughs> a book without words, so much, much easier.
1: Much e- well, it depends.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, Lenny Bruce did that prop comic stuff. I just wasn't into it. That was a weird phase of his career.
1: Yeah, especially when he put out a whole album of just prop comedy stuff. Yeah. That was confusing really, for all of
0: us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was cruel stuff.
0: Cool, what, cool, what is man. the opportunity that almost took you to the Dell Close event?
1: Uh, so I, when I, I'll start at the very beginning. Um, I was in a sketch group in college called Fall Follies, and it is just like, kind of like a collegiate satire, like satire, satire,
2: satire,
1: it's made a, a satire group. <laughs> I just got super posh on you guys. <laughs> um. It's, a, it's like a satire show, so it's about two hours long in the fall, and it's, it started out like just like making fun of the school that I went to in Nashville, and then it kind of, when I joined the group, the director at the time kind of was like, let's make this more just like about comedy, and that's kind of where I like cut my teeth in sketch writing, and like sketch performance and stuff. Um, and so then we submitted last year to go to Del Close, and we got in, and I got to go, and it was amazing. Um, and it's, it's a wild weekend because there's literally non-stop improv shows from like 6 p.m. on Friday. There's a show like every 10 minutes from 6 p.m. on Friday all the way until Sunday night when they close out and do like a closing ceremony thing.
0: That's why they call it a marathon.
1: And that's why they call it a marathon because as you guys oh. know, a marathon, a marathon is just running uh, for three days straight. I don't know if anybody here knows that, but that's actually true. Um Ooh. It's just you just have to run for three days and nobody's ever done it.
2: I thought it was a gas station.
1: Marathon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a regional joke.
2: Yeah, it is. Screw you people from
1: other areas. From everywhere but the Midwest.
2: <laughs> yes, right.
1: Take uh, that.
0: That's so super cool so, that you got to perform in New York last year. Yeah, it was amazing. We
1: actually <laughs> bombed. Like, we did really bad. Awesome. Um, awesome. Which, I know, it sound, I sound really positive about that, but I felt like coming out of it I was really excited so I was like if I bomb doing improv in New York at this festival where all my heroes are performing I can do anything anywhere like I can
0: oh that's a I good attitude co- yeah cause you I was could like, fail
2: all sorts of things god you couldn't even like learn to get home I mean it's the, 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 the never ending
0: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but you <laughs> gotta to you gotta give up uh, give up a little bit to New York standards cause New Yorkers are like I don't got time for this shit yeah it's like oh my you really gotta impress them
1: you really do you, and, and we were just a bunch of college kids who a bunch of us hadn't even performed together in a long time and so we like just I was I, I, I remember just being viscerally sweaty like that's <laughs> my like people were, like oh how's New York and I was like oh sweaty <laughs>
0: yeah uh, that flop sweat that famous yeah, flop was. sweat oh
1: my god it's, yeah. it's unlike any other sweat
0: yeah I've experienced but, uh, that before absolutely yeah
1: yeah and you're just like and there's no it's one of those things where like you know they tell you it, once you reach the bottom of the pit put down the shovel you know quit digging <laughs> but we just wouldn't we just wouldn't stop digging like you can't
0: you can't digging yourself uh, farther into the ground did you only yeah. have one shot just one performance
1: yeah just one 20 minute set and then you that's you like realize oh that's what I came in for and granted I got to see a bunch of shows you know I got to see shows with like Jason Mantzoukas and uh the Britannic who are two YouTube guys that now write for SNL. and like I got to see all these people that like I think are really funny and really like so that part was really cool.
0: Yeah, that part is cool. Um, Did you get to talk to any of them or just get to watch them? I didn't get to talk to any of them. I just got to
1: watch them. It was one of those things where I was like, Nashville kind of beat this into me. Uh, when you see a celebrity, you just kind of let them exist. You know, like you don't... you Because don't, there's nothing really I have to offer their lives. You know, like going up and, and saying, hey, I really like your work, doesn't really do anything for them. You know, like they know I like their work because I buy their products.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think they're... Uh, I think a lot of them are kind of narcissistic, and they were, like, don't mind being recognized at least for a moment. Like, you, like you don't want to put them out. But yeah, I think right. when I see them in New York, I'll sometimes just do like a head, like a head nod, and be like, I like what you're doing, <laughs> and just keep right. walking by.
1: I just I, I've never felt it's the same reason like I don't really talk to girls is I've never found a good way to do it.
0: You've never talked to a woman?
1: Oh no, I won't do it. <laughs> good idea. Yeah, I mean you know it's just <clears throat> one of those things. You just kind of, you kind of just—if you're scared of something, don't do it. It's don't kind of do my it. Life, yeah, yeah, my life. That's my the way life,
0: life works.
2: <laughs> you're born uh, by so then, yourself.
0: You live by yourself. You die by yourself.
1: Exactly. Nobody brought me into this world, and I'll be damned if somebody takes me out of it. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Any fears? Just submit to them.
1: Pampers yeah, exactly. Them. Let them. I mean, let them just rule you. Exactly. I want those. I want those fears to define me.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. We don't so, know. what we're doing anyway. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, Kellen, I hope uh, one day you get to talk to a woman, in physical person.
1: Yeah, me too. But until that day, you know, I'm pretty content. Just, uh,
2: not. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, you could get hurt, go to the ER, and then there could be a female nurse that had, you have to talk to, like, with your leg off Actually, and stuff. S- that's oh, is that why some that? people
0: are like, no, I need a male doctor? They're just so, they just can't They're do horrified. it. They're horrified. They're yeah, horrified.
1: That's true. I, I, my friend fell off of a longboard back in April and I was the one who took him to the ER, and he was, like, it was really funny at first, and then it was really not funny later when we found out it was, like, you know, a serious head injury. But when he was still kind of, like, in that funny, like, cutesy, I don't remember anything phase, my head is damaged. You know, you guys know what I'm
2: talking about.
0: Oh, hilarious stuff. (laughs) Can't make it up. He, like, was... I saw Michael losing his shit when you said head injury. Oh, man. (laughs) He's wiping wiping tears.
1: Uh, Oh, man.
0: The head's so funny.
1: He, like, was hitting on... The nurse that was like trying to make sure he was still like alive. It was the weirdest dynamic of like, hey man, you gotta chill out because like you, you have, you're still bleeding from your head. But also, he was like, hey Sarah, like I'm sure you and I in other circumstances
2: would be really close. And I was like, dude, rein it in. Like, (laughs) that's not the time. That's committing. It could be like, my head is really injured, but you know what really hurts the most is my heart. And then she'll fall in love (laughs) with him.
1: She was married. Um, oh, he, he
2: didn't care, I'm sure.
1: Isn't to say like, yeah, oh, well, he didn't. I mean, he didn't really know where he was, so right. that wasn't that was an issue. But uh, he sounds
0: like a home wrecker to me.
1: <laughs> he's honestly that's that was the funny part is he's not. He's like this amazing upstanding gentleman, but as soon as he hit his head, he turned into a complete dog.
2: <laughs> Man, that happens. It happens to us.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a comedy sketch, a classic Just, comedy sketch. Just yeah. that oh, it's that classic Abbott and Costello sketch where
1: Abbott keeps hitting his head. And he goes from Mr. Nice Guy to Mr. Not Nice Guy. That classic character, Mr. Not Nice Guy.
0: <laughs> Not Nice Guy. Yeah,
1: those two. Those two were comedy geniuses. They were.
0: <laughs> Kellen, when people realize that you're a person who does a lot of sketches and performances and stuff, and then they think they have a funny idea, are they like, oh. "You could totally do that." You know, that's yes. yours if you want it.
1: I have. I think I have endless amounts of stories for that kind of stuff. I mean. Uh, there was a point where I was working for a company writing sketch for them Um, and at at like they were a lot of my close friends as well and at social events they were coming out to me and pitching to me and I was like guys this is not (laughs) baseball yeah (laughs) oh my god God. stop throwing those balls at me gentlemen Uh, but they were they were like coming up and being like oh my god I have this crazy idea and I was like that's great write it down and pitch it to me on Monday you know because like
0: this is, this is that's perfect a, I
1: Perfect think response. a lot of people yeah a lot of people don't necessarily understand and this sounds so like conceited they don't necessarily understand that that's really what I'm doing like 24-7 anyway and so when I'm socializing it's the one time where I want to be like not doing that
0: you know yeah, yeah that makes sense yeah you're like I'm not and at work here fellas and
1: especially because like if it's like just like a not thought out idea and somebody comes up and is like yo this is a funny like line I heard it's like I just got to kind of stand there and smile and nod because I don't want to use my brain power that's already trying to like socialize to like figure <laughs> out how to take that concept and make it into something that we can use at work, you know, like it's just Well that probably happens super super to weird. a
2: lot of comics. I'd imagine a lot of them get walked up to and they're like, hey I have this, you know, demo of mine if you'd like to hear it or I have this show or what do you yeah. think of this joke I'm trying to hash out and they're like having a drink with their wife like shut up, you know, like
0: there's exactly. times where there's a limit,
2: you know, there's, there's boundaries.
0: Yeah, and you it's never fun. hear the other side of that story where, like, somebody will do that and then some uh, comic out of politeness will be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Maybe I'll try it sometime. And then, like, a year later, that person sees them at a show again and they don't do their joke. Like, do they confront yeah. them afterwards? Hey, man, you said something real
1: nice and affirming to me about that <laughs> thing I pitched to you. How come you didn't use it and then pay me money and then make me famous?
2: Hmm, that's true. It's a conundrum. Uh, they never do that, though.
1: The most – I think the most out of control it got was I got a phone call from my parents one time. Like this was like a couple months ago and they were like, hey, your mom and I are just sitting down having a drink and we thought of something funny. That call me back. <laughs> and it was, it was amazing because both my parents are like brilliant. Like they're, they're just like very smart people. They make me look so dumb on a, just a routine basis. That bad. yeah. Um, Sounds like good parents. my dad actually is the one who got me into all of this. Like I would not be – I have the opposite of like the cliche dad, you know, like it's like you call your dad and you tell him you're a comic and he's like, I'm not proud of you, be a doctor kind of thing. <laughs> uh, he's not like that. I, like he was, he's all for it. Like he's, he started acting when I was born um, and like what's the reason I got into acting. And so I like started acting and, and he and I were in shows together. We were actually in The Hobbit together. We were in the like stage version of The Hobbit um and one day those photos will surface and no one will ever be able to look at me the same again because I'm in like a very like I'm in like a tight skin tight I'm like 13 in a skin tight like velour velvet suit playing nice. an elf and uh I can completely understand why I got made fun of for what I did but they called me and they're like my dad's super creative super funny guy and he called me and just like starts pitching and I was like dad I love you but like (laughs) I don't want to do this at nine o'clock at night I'll write it with you like I'll gladly write this with you but it was just funny it was like my parents even are pitching to me which (laughs) like it's not an offensive thing to call your your whoever and and be like hey I thought it was funny thing I think you might like it because like obviously I'm always looking around for ideas it's just funny that even my parents like even they were the ones who... who yeah, no, no, pitching. like, it's,
0: it's, if anything, it just means that they really believe in you. They're like, they, yeah. with, without being said, it's sort of like, I understand that you have this incredible talent, and so maybe this idea will help you to, to I don't know, maybe this is just, like, something that you can pull off, because I believe in you. Right, right,
1: exactly, that's where it's coming from, that's 100% it, And but I, typical me, I'm just like, ugh, my parents, even? And then, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and then I had that thought, was like, oh, they're just, like, Hey, we know he's the one who can execute this. We like this idea enough to send it to him. Like it's like a complete like admiration thing, which yeah, is exciting.
0: That's cool. Is your dad's so name Rob?
1: What's that? Is your dad's name Rob? No, but I used to <laughs> tell people that my uncle was Rob <laughs> Schneider. Uh, uh, yeah. But that was like, that was like pre two thousand
2: eleven. That's gonna yeah, come yeah. in handy. Yeah, we grew up. And he just, then he started to be bad. Yeah. now, now <laughs>
0: he's what, your embarrassing uncle.
1: Yeah, now it's like, hey, Uncle Rob, like you're embarrassing us by putting out those movies. You know, normally it's like Uncle Rob is like, creepy because he drinks too much at the wedding. But my Uncle Rob is creepy because he put out another Netflix movie. Kellen, <laughs> insulting
2: me again at the wedding.
1: <laughs> uh, hey, Uncle Rob, if you're listening to this, I'm just kidding, man. I love your stuff.
0: <laughs> Kellen, so your dad was an actor? Was your mom also a creative type? No, she is like a powerhouse
1: analytical mind. Um, so like what every skill that I have she has the opposite skill um, and like I just got all of my dad's like my, my dad is both an analytic mind and a creative mind and my mom is mostly just an analytical mind not that she isn't creative like she she knits and, and she uh, does all sorts of stuff but she just her brain works so much better just like she I, I'm pretty sure she's the one who created Excel spreadsheets like I think that <laughs> that's I think the kind that when of brain Excel, she has yeah when Excel has a problem like they call her you know um and she's the kind of like she will not get up in front of a crowd she hates it like um my brother gets it's my younger brother uh,
0: is that intimidating showing her your work if she's so into analysis that you're like what is she going to find out about me
1: yeah no i yeah kind of uh the scary thing is is like she she's just very much like she likes happy things she loves which (laughs) i say that like that's a weird trait in a human being like, yes, <laughs> <"Wow>, this lady <laughs> likes being happy um, no but she likes she really likes w- like if I were to watch a movie my, ch- my, my movie choice would be anything but Hallmark movies and she just loves them you know what I mean so like that's kind of her consumption of entertainment is anything kind of Hallmark related um, or in that vein sounds, and a lot of the yeah, stuff
0: you, sounds like you guys mom. have
1: yeah you guys have read the stuff that I make or seen the
2: stuff that I make uh, it ain't going almost, on
0: the hallmark channel buddy it's not going on it will never go on the hallmark channel it's oh, really out no. there stuff.
2: i could see dean king talking about that stuff <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> like where where is he now prison you know that kind of thing yeah uh but so like i get i get nervous that i'm gonna share something with my mom she's gonna just be like disappointed
0: i think we all feel that way
1: yeah because like you know like they're the ones encouraging me to do this and like the whole reason I'm in comedy is because I want to make people laugh, and, like, who do I want to make laugh more than anyone in the world is my parents, you know? It's just that weird, innate, like, no matter what, I want them to laugh, and I, I just kind of have had to accept that, like, some of the stuff I make, she's just not gonna get
0: yeah, or like. some things are not for moms.
1: Like, I, uh, I'll never show her that, uh, that tweet about, uh, taking too much Viagra, you know what I mean? <laughs> and she's, she's, she's going to listen to this podcast, so I can't believe I even brought that up, but, uh, like I will never that's not I just know that joke is not going to be in her wheelhouse like she hates it
0: well good thing there's no way to search for tweets there's no, no yeah, search go bar or anything no, she can't no go keywords search.
2: you can't do think it Mrs. It S let it go yeah. I'm not even sure <laughs> that really exists search. no yeah. what, what's Viagra
1: <laughs> what's Viagra who's Captain Calvis you know, <laughs> who are these what? these are the words
0: I'm glad you said that because I've been wondering the same thing who is this <laughs> Captain Calvis is that is that your alternative persona? Yeah, I,
1: I guess. I mean, for the, the secret's out, you guys. I run a Twitter account on, on Twitter.com. Fucking knew uh, it. Fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I am the man behind the mask. I mean, everybody's talking about him. Uh, he I kind of is... see now
0: why you're a pirate, because you're wearing a headband. Your hair is kind of pushed back. I am, I am. Your, your uh, long hair, You look and you're close to a lake. So you're like I, a, a merchant seaman? He robs people? The, the Captain Persona just was
1: just kind of an arbitrary thing I kind of threw out there one day and then just kind of went with and then realized it like fit because I love the water. Like, I love being on water. I've, I've been a lifeguard. I, I I do a lot of water sports. Like, I, yeah. and so then I was like, oh, that was a happy accident. Like, I did this on purpose, but I didn't. It was just like, a, it just sounded good with Calvis and that's it genuinely, that's the only reason it was Captain Calvis was because it was phonetic and it sounded nice.
0: Well, where the hell does Calvis come from? That's an incredible
1: story. Uh, <laughs> a couple of the guys I improvised with in college. Um, I when I improvise, I usually I, I tend to play a lot of the things close to home. There are a lot of character improvisers. You know, like you'll see people like uh, uh, Bobby Moynihan plays a lot of character. And he's a very big character improviser. There's a guy uh, who's up and coming. Who's kind of his name's Drew Tarver. Uh, He's in the Carl's Jr. commercial. He plays Carl's Jr. He's very funny, huge improviser, big big UCB guy. Definitely a guy to watch. Just a little plug for him. I don't know him, but uh, he can thank me in in an email. Um, Those guys kind of they play characters a lot, and whereas I like I tend to skew more towards playing more kind of close to myself um, and playing characters that are that are not that far away from who I am, um, and using that to kind of navigate improv. And so I, when I would get on stage, I was playing a lot of these characters that were really douchey, like just mean. <laughs> uh, and just kind of snide and, and snobby and sarcastic. And so whenever I would do that not on stage, these two guys would look at me and in this super funny, condescending voice say something that was kind of like my name, Kellen, but a little bit skewed. And so it started out as Kellen, and then it was Callan, and then uh, ended up as Calvis, and then Calvis just kind of stuck. Like, everybody started calling me that. Um, and then... I was in at, at my university. There's a we have a, a gym, and the gym has this weird like it all faces towards this hallway, this like giant atrium, and it's got a bunch of glass like windows. You know, glass windows as opposed to the other kind.
0: My favorite kind of glass.: Plexiglass, I think. marble windows is where it's at. <laughs>
1: marble windows, uh, that would be a miserable. That would be miserable. It would be nice for like insulation. Yeah,
0: but how opposite. beautiful would those be? Nice smooth marble. With all that coloring, right? Mm, Couldn't see through them, but but damn it, they're pretty. Yeah. Uh, So I was
1: I was I was in the gym, and these and my these two guys who had given me the nickname uh, are looking in, and they see me talking to two girls. I know I lied earlier. I've I've spoken to girls before. Sorry, guys, that's another (sighs) one. Chalk me up on the on the tally board.
0: Oh, okay. I get it. Calvis can talk to women. Your douchey persona. Yes. My douchey persona
1: hey yo ladies hey what's the deal (laughs) that's calvis right there (laughs) but uh these two guys walk by and they see me talking to these girls so they go down and they wait for these girls to come out of the gym they go up to them and they say hey we saw you were talking to calvis in there and they were like calvis who's calvis and they were like oh you mean kellen and they're like oh classic calvis he told you his name is kellen isn't it and they were like yeah and he, they were like, that's so funny. That's not his real name. That's a name he made up for himself because he's embarrassed to tell people his birth name, which is Calvis Everdeen.
0: <laughs>
1: Come on. And they're, yeah, I know. And these girls, these girls bought it. They were like, oh, my God, that's so funny. So the, I didn't know this happened until two weeks later when those girls came up to me and they said, uh, hey, Calvis. And they, like, smiled. And at that point, the only two people who called me that were those guys. And I knew instantly that the nickname had gotten out. And then more and more people started hearing this rumor that I had made up this name for myself, Kellen, and that that I was just going by this. And so there was a small faction of of people at this school that believed that my name was actually Calvis. Like my birth name that I was was baptized under was Calvis Everdeen. And I just told people it was Kellen Schneider because I was embarrassed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I'm glad I asked. That's a great story.
1: there you go, that's the, that's the long winded. And so then when it was time, like I, I had my the Twitter account I, I run now um, was my personal account for a very long time um, and operated under the name uh, Moore Kelbell as an homage to the SNL sketch and my name. Uh, and then I, I, I decided I kind of wanted to get into Joke Twitter because I, I had run a, a different account with a friend who was, he, he, just, he was the one who kind of taught me how to navigate the world and taught me kind of the nuances and all that kind of stuff. We had run an account together, it had been really fun. And then I decided I wanted to do one for myself. And so then I switched my name over to Captain Calvis so that it was kind of a little bit more anonymous, even though my like, most of my follower base at that time were all people who knew me personally. Uh, and then switched over to Captain Calvis and around that time had been learning Photoshop and so made my own profile picture for myself. And it was just horrible. Uh, and then I met our good friend Dave, Dave Cactus um, and he said he, he called me out on it he said your, your Twitter profile looks terrible can I, make you, can I make you one and I said yeah sure please uh, he made me one and for a while I kind I, it was honestly scary but it was really cool it was this really intimidating like photo of my face kind of looking like Jack Sparrow and it was really cool uh, and then I, I finally caved and, and did the, uh, the cliched uh, Frovo uh, drawn picture and that's the Captain Calvis that we see and know
0: today Oh, how about that? I love Dave Cactus. and I love that he's always revealing himself to be more and more creative. When I first met him, he was like, "Uh, you know, I make my own parsnip wine. I'm like, you do? That's incredible. (laughs) Of course he does. And then I found out he plays guitar, and he sings a little bit. And then I found out he can draw pretty well. It's like, what can't this guy do? Can't tell a good joke. That's what it is. Oh, my. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, Dave. Don't beat me up. <laughs> uh,
1: Dave is, yeah, Dave is, a, he was kind of the first, one of the first people to take me under his wing uh, when I was starting out. Um, he's a good and guy, then, and
0: he really reaches out to smaller accounts and helps them get their start.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he just has that knack for seeing good stuff in people. I don't know what he saw in my account, but uh, <laughs> he, yeah, I think that might have been his one fluke. But,
2: uh, uh, well, you know, I'll himself. take it. He <laughs> can't bat a thousand every time. No. no. Kevin, yeah, I met him you... a few months ago. He was fantastic.
1: Where did yeah, you... You, to, you... Oh, You got Chicago. to meet him in person.
2: Yeah, right? I met him in person, yeah.
1: Yeah, he's a good dude. I was supposed to meet him in person uh, when I was in Denver, but I blew him off. I big-timed him, and uh... he'll never forgive me.
0: That's terrible. Kevin, sa- my, my... Kevin says he's like a soft-spoken person. He is. Kinda, yeah, kind of like... That's so
1: uh, funny. I believe
2: that. Thoughtful, soulful. He is.
1: Yeah, he's, uh, I, I I call him and Janie my, uh, my Twitter parents. Because they, they both, on several occasions, have kept me out of trouble. Because I, <laughs> I have been known to not know where the line is. And on several occasions, they've both been like, it's right here. <laughs> <laughs> you crossed it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we all need that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it, it was really good. But they're both two of the kindest of souls uh, that I've gotten to interact with. So oh, easily.
0: Cool. So you were saying that you're, uh, you're in um, Minnesota for a little while. Then you're heading out to L.A.
1: Yeah, I actually, so I, I'm in Minnesota until uh, Tuesday, or, or um, until tomorrow, then I drive back to my home in Iowa, and then I'll go back to Nashville for a couple months, uh, just for like two months. Okay. Got, I'm working on a documentary there that I'm shooting as soon as I get back, which is exciting. Uh, and then I will uh, save up money and move out to L.A. in September, and then uh, go do this comedy thing for a living, hopefully.
0: What are you imagining? Like, when you picture yourself there, what do you see?
1: I see, just uh, I see so many opportunities to create comedy. I think that's what's so enticing. Um, you know, you've got you've got a bunch of comedy theaters. You've got UCB, the Groundlings, uh, I.O.S. out there. Second City even has stuff out there. So you have all these places to just become f- like a better, smarter comedian. You know, True. funnier, if you will, if you can quantify it, um, or uh, able to find the funny better is probably a better way of saying it. Um, so you have that, but then you also have like. Amazing companies out there that just uh, love making great stuff. You know, uh, College Humor, Funny or Die, um, uh, like stuff like that, where like they work very well with UCB to make very funny stuff, and it's super exciting. Just because I don't know what the future holds in terms of me making comedy, I just know that I want to make it to whatever capacity I can, uh, and laugh and make people laugh. And so, I I yeah, I that's think LA'd that's the
0: right attitude to have. It sounds like yeah. you're going in there to work on your craft and improve what you do,
1: and be around other people who also like to do that. That's why i love loved Twitter so much. Is, is yeah, that's
0: it's why a virtual I love
1: it too. it's a it's a virtual version of that. You know, you have people who uh, can help you kind of find what your voice is and, and what you're good at, and see other things. You know, there's such a variety. I, I, I mean, if you look at our three accounts just looking at the three of us, we all tweet very different styles, you know, we have very different sense of yeah, humor, like, but,
0: my style is good, and then you guys, yes. you just can't keep <laughs> <it. I'm> shit.
1: <laughs> you know, and then you got, you got, uh, you got me, who just, uh, I don't, I don't really even know what it is that I do out there, but some people like it, and some people <laughs> really hate it,
0: and um, you're already using a lot of different outlets, like, you use, you use Funny or Die quite a bit, it's like, um, yeah. every week, it seems, there's a new article for me on Funny or Die. There's yeah, a, tried the a, most recent one was the uh, Instagram models
2: one Yes yeah. <laughs> that was
0: I, uh,
1: I'm excited for that one I think that one's going to get a little bit more traction as the week goes on And I'm, I, I, I'm really worried that I'm going to lose some friends over that one uh, <laughs> Just here? because it, it, it is super punchy And I'm, I'm really proud of it I think it's very funny I think it's probably my best and most grounded piece um, But I also think that there are a lot of people that may read that And find a little bit of themselves in it
0: Well that's the point dude
1: I mean, we totally have to be able agreed. to laugh at
0: ourselves. Exactly.
1: Exactly. But it's, uh, it's a, a, a market notorious for not being able to do so.
0: Funny it's or die. So people great. don't go to funny or die to laugh. Of course not. Yeah. They're no, no I meant the market,
1: like, the, sorry, the demographic. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I <laughs> choose number to... two. I
1: choose die. It's funny you say that. I'll, I'll hit on that in a second. But I meant more Instagram models take themselves very seriously. Uh, and they are the I can't are even probably, say that
2: phrase without laughing, so sorry I guys.
1: know, I know, it's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, so it's actually funny. I have gotten in you know, a fair amount of trouble with Funny or Die's like, like fan base. Um, because I, my last article, or two articles ago that got featured by them, was an article called uh, seven, seven, Six Pranks I Pulled on My Grandmother I Don't Regret and One That I Do.
2: <laughs> and I remember that one.
1: Yeah, it's super out there. It's, like, this funny, it's a very it's clearly weird. written as a it. character and, like, this, like, young punk who just, like, <gasps> has to, he has to stay with his grandma for the summer and he just treats her like garbage. And it's super <laughs> absurd. Um, like, he summons demons from her furnace and what have you. You
0: know, the the classic, Lucky, like,
1: yeah y- y- the kids these days always summoning demons. Uh, <laughs> but they, I found out, uh, you know, because, like, I obviously try to stay away from being racist or sexist or bigoted in any sense because I, don't, I It's like punch up, not punch down kind of stuff. Uh, with the exception of grandmas, and I found out that that's part of the big four. You know, don't be racist, don't be sexist, don't be bigoted, and don't make fun of grandmas. Because um, that, like, I had angry grandmas commenting on that thing. That's like grandmas should never be joked about. They should only be loved. No chocolate chip cookies for you. And what? Yeah, and then. So I actually, that week, got to go in, and I used to intern at Funny or Die, and so I got to go in and say hi to everybody that I used to intern with, and I went in, and I was talking to the guy that uh, is in charge of um, the articles there, and I said, hey, did I mess up? Like, did I, is this bad? Am I in trouble? Like, are you guys mad at me? You know, like, this is my essentially, like, freelance boss, you know, and I'm asking him if he's mad at me, uh, like a child, and uh, I go, like, what happened? He goes, yeah, some people just believe there are things you shouldn't joke about, and uh, grandma's is one of them, so nice work.
0: Oh, I couldn't disagree more. I thought it was a really funny article. And it, it's Thank so you. obvious how out there and absurd and bizarre it is. You're not actually summoning demons into your grandmother's apartment. You'd if think is people would know stuff. that. Yeah, and it's,
1: uh, it's, it's ridiculous. But it's funny to just see how people react to things that you and I, uh, uh, that we would see as very clearly a joke, and they take seriously. It's just a weird... It's a weird time.
0: Yeah, it's funny you had a crisis of conscience too, about it. You're like, did I? Oh, I'm. Did I go too far? I'm
1: so. I have such an overactive conscience. It's horrible.
2: Me too. It's me.
1: Which is so funny because I'm a comedian. So like, part of me like ascribes to like, everything. And and will be joked about. And then the other part of me is like, I hope I don't offend my grandma, you know? (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, maybe that's a skill for a comedian to have, to sort of be like, this feels like uh, kind of venturing into dark territory here. Like, you have to be sort of aware of that and be like, okay, how far can I push this? Or, like, what can I do to really find the humor in this thing that nobody else is laughing at?
1: Yeah, yeah. And and I definitely, a lot of my stuff, I try to stay away from... uh, Th- like r- reality, you know. I like to I like to hide a little bit of truth in the in the stuff that I'm writing, whatever it is. But I really try to stay away from writing about you know whatever is going on in current events uh, because I feel like there are enough people doing it better than I am. But that's I, a good reason. Like, I, yeah, and I, I'm not there yet. <coughs> uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. I like I, I just had an article finally. I finally wrote about Trump for the first time.
0: You uh, wrote about him golfing.
1: Was, I did. I did. I did. Uh, and I'm, it's funny because I'm writing a lot of listicles, which I think are, I, I bash them a lot because I think they're very, they're not easy to write per se, but they're not, they don't take a lot of time. You know, it's not like a, a TV pilot or a novel or anything like that. I believe you bashed like a,
0: listicle writers in your Instagram models um, I did, article. I did, and I did. And I felt like I, I felt
1: obligated to do that because if I was really going to throw all those punches, I really needed to be able to. To know where I was coming from.
0: Yeah, take take a punch yourself.
1: Exactly. Yeah, you got to throw one to yourself, and and I think that it was fun because like I love writing listicles, and they've really been a great way to get my writing out there. At the same time, I hate them, and I think they're dumb. You know. <laughs> Except when you do them. Yeah, yeah. It's that classic hypocrisy of yeah, it's stupid when everybody else does it, but I'm killing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's really impressive how many um, areas you're dipping your toe into. But with, uh, you just mentioned documentary. That's a brand new one. Yeah. I, didn't ha- I had no idea about that. You're doing articles. You're doing improv. You said you're going to start doing stand up. So, yeah, like, I'm getting, you're exploring. I'm getting back
1: to stand up. I'm excited about that. Uh, I haven't been, I've done it once, I did it one time. And if I humbly may say, I killed. Uh, and then I was like, well, I uh, don't want to do this again, because I know I have to bomb at some point, and I don't want to do that. Uh, so I just stopped. And I also got busy with a lot of other projects. Like I wrote a short film, or actually I wrote two short films. Uh, I directed and cre- like created one of them, and then uh, directed a sketch show. And so all this kind of stuff got in the way of doing stand-up routinely, uh, but I decided I wanted to do it again. So getting back to that, and uh, yeah, just trying to figure out what it is, throwing all the darts at the dartboard, as Will Ferrell says.
0: That's great. I think that's a perfect way to find your voice. Yeah, um,
1: and, and what I want to do.
0: Yeah. So uh, I, I talked to Andrew, our friend Andrew Chamings, a little bit, yeah. because I knew, yeah. I, knew that, I knew that you got a chance to visit him, and I'd like to hear about that. But he complimented you, and I think it, it's such a lovely compliment, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about what he said without quoting it. But uh, Exactly, but he said that he admires you because you're young and eager and you're going for it And he says that your decision to move to LA, it's it's no small thing He thinks that you show a lot of ambition and that you have a fearlessness that's going to help you get far So I I just thought you should know that, he's saying these these wonderful things about you
1: He's such a good dude, Uh, what a good guy, he and I have really gotten along uh, and he's been like a very good mentor for me, uh, which has been really cool. Cause, yeah, uh, spoiler alert, everyone. I am quite young. I am twenty-one years old. Um, you son of a bitch! Ooh, I know, I know it. Those those damn kids. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, and so Andrew has kind of been able to help me navigate aspects of the writer world because he's he's, he won't tell you this, but I will. He's a very accomplished writer, um, and it's really cool. Um, I figured because he guy. had
0: a blue check mark next to his name.
1: Yeah, he he just he paid someone off for that. He's kind of a bum, uh, but yeah, he is a very accomplished writer, very funny guy, and knows a lot of the workings of the world that I don't. And so when we got to meet, it was very fun to have somebody who I had a similar mindset with. You know, we shared a lot in common, but it was very clear that. And I'm going to say this, and it's going to make me sound like I'm talking about an old man. And I feel bad, but he's a very seasoned professional. Um, which
2: is, yeah, you know what? He's old as hell. So I don't even get it. Yes. He's old. He's <laughs> that great. That he's. Not fun to be around in any way, but I'm glad I helped you.
0: He, he has not aged well at all.
2: No. God no. Oh God. it looks terrible. That's why he uses all those Snapchat filters.
1: He's got to hide on the old. I, I really... I, there was one week... He took a week off Twitter, and that whole week, I just gave him shit so that when he came back, he was just, like, hit with a swarm of just me being a dick, <laughs> and... One of the things that I said was he uses the the dog filter more than a seventh grade boy who wears his hat backwards at the mall. <laughs> I think that's just true. It is. I think it is. I think I think the, 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 we could quantify that and we'd be right. Yeah.
0: He, we'll give him a pass, though, because he has two young daughters. So that's fair. That's I feel fair. like that skews the data.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, okay, fine.
2: We'll I give don't him think a pass, they but that's
1: it. This that doesn't... <laughs> That doesn't cut it for me, but no, I think Andrew Andrew Chammings, I don't care how you say his last name, screw it.
2: Uh, <laughs> I
0: call him Andrew all in all,
1: great dude. In summary, great dude. Uh, aged like a fine wine. And uh, very funny, very funny guy.
0: Yeah, he also said that you made him genuinely laugh a lot over breakfast, and he enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, but that wasn't me telling jokes. He was laughing at me. Did he
0: tell you, <laughs> what, did he tell you what happened? No.
1: So I... I like being from Iowa didn't know there were all these kind of like social customs that are weird for adults to do Uh, if you so like there are these like there are these drinks that you if you order them you're viewed as childish Uh, and I love them both I think Sprite is amazing Uh, I love it I think it's one of the best sodas out there and I also think that chocolate milk is fantastic (laughs) yeah so we were in Santa Monica, uh, a place notorious for being relatively relatively bougie, I'll say it. You know, it's a great place, I love it, but it is very, like, up-and-coming, kind of hip. We were, a, we were at a brunch place, and uh, Andrew ordered a coffee, and I looked at our server, and I said, hi, I'd like a chocolate milk, and uh, Andrew laughed, mm-hmm. and then she laughed, and they were both like, oh, he's serious, and I was like, yeah, I, I want chocolate milk. <laughs> And so, then she brought out the chocolate milk. Andrew made fun of it some more. And the way it was made was uh, with milk and then chocolate syrup, and the chocolate syrup was kind of nicely drizzled around the side of the cup. And so the other tables were like, "Ooh, what's that fancy drink?" And then she laughed and told them, "Oh, that's chocolate milk for this boy over here." And then they laughed. <laughs> Did and then she everybody say that? in our she section at brunch was way? laughing at me. Yeah, this boy. <laughs> okay, first off. I am not a... I mean, I am by gender a boy, but I'm 21. I, I prefer to be called young man. You know. Yeah, or, you're or, a handsome uh,
0: man in the prime of your sexuality.
2: <laughs> Something yeah. like that. No, <laughs> that Michael,
0: Michael draws the line on that one. <laughs> no.
2: Mark, you're fired. <laughs> Michael. So listen,
0: these are thoughts that I, I'm allowed to have these private thoughts and I'm allowed to share them with you guys because they concern <laughs> both it, of you.
2: It's just so unfortunate. <laughs>
1: They definitely concerned Michael, that's for sure. (laughs) Well, I like to imagine him watching.
2: I've known Kellen on here a long time now. I don't need to think of that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody does any of that.
0: Okay, well, I didn't realize that that you made him laugh because you were making childish decisions the entire time you were in L.A.
1: I, I really was. I I forget that, that, like, you know, here, everybody goes out to L.A., and, you know, I think there's a pressure to kind of be like, oh, check me out, I'm out in L.A., and I, not me, here I am ordering okay. chocolate milk with my friend and mentor who's an established writer.
0: <laughs> if movies about L.A. have taught us anything, it's that men who live in L.A. are allowed to be childish as long as they want to be for yeah. decades, decades and decades. Oh so God. I imagine yeah. that... Oh, yeah. uh, I imagine Seth Rogen's probably ordering a chocolate milk somewhere right now in LA. I think you're in good company. All right,
1: I'll take it. You know what? I'll
2: take it. I think <laughs> Rob Riggle's ordering mashed carrots from Gerber. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's really regressed lately. I think he's, <laughs> it's gonna be. I think he's, I think he's
2: <laughs> eating them. I think he's enjoying them with uh, you know Tim Meadows, who's ordering you know mashed green beans and is drinking <laughs> one of those baby apple juice pouches.
1: Welcome to uh, Mel Brooks' Pureed Cafe. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, that one, that one may have been a little insensitive because that man is elderly and may have to eat uh, pureed foods. So, that's on me. I'll take the fall for that one.
0: Oh, something's happening. I hear some background noise. Is that you, Michael?
2: Oh, sorry. My wife went to go get coffee.
0: Okay. Aww. Hi, Tara. Hi, Tara.
2: She's outside. She can't hear you. Bye, Tara. I'll, I'll be louder. I'll be like, la- Hi, Tara. Oh, he's farther away now. Michael, do oh, you want us Tara. to say it louder? Yeah, you, I should. You should, yeah. Scream it.
0: Tara? Uh, Kellen, let's answer some questions from our Twitter friends. How do you feel about yes. that? Yes, let's do it. Okay, cool. All right, so we got a long list of questions here. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's start with Mike Bigby, at Mike Bigby, who's going by Mike Big Guy at the moment. Oh, boy. He's, Mike Bigby would like to know... What are your goals in comedy, you little bitch? That's, that's <laughs> verbatim. I'm just reading what he said. I, I know. I, I remember seeing that and laughing
1: qu- quite loud. Uh, that's that British humor coming in, which isn't even really humor. It's just like putting down your friends.
0: Uh, <laughs> congratulations you. to Mike Bigby, by the way. You just bought a house. So just good for a house, you? Yeah, with his, Mike, with I, his fiance. I, I hope that and, uh, you feel very comfortable and you make a good home there with your new.
1: Congratulations to Mike's fiance for. Uh, permanently sealing herself with, uh, Mike Guy, although Lord knows why she would do that.
0: She's hot, right? Did you see a picture of her? She's very,
1: she's very pretty, which is just, and it's not even like a pretty relative to Mike. I mean, it is, but it's, she's like outstandingly pretty. And Mike is, well, we all know Mike. Uh, he's a big bearded, he's a big bearded buffoon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but he makes funny videos, you know? So yeah, he
1: does. He's, he's got some really funny videos. Uh, and I, I feel like all this podcast really shouldn't be called "Making Friends." It should just be called "Kellen Shits on His Friends." <laughs> <laughs> I really went after him and flip flops uh, shits on his
2: friends. That's
1: that's his name in the name of the episode. Flip flops
2: shits on his friends.
1: Goals <laughs> uh, for comedy. Um, specific goals. I would really love to. There are a lot of improvisers I'd love to improvise with one day. Um, who knows if that'll ever happen? But and, and if it does, it'd be amazing. Uh, but like, you know, the likes of like Ben Schwartz would be an amazing guy to improvise with. John I'd Ralphio, like to, right? He's so yes, funny. Yes, John Ralphio from Parkinson Rec. Uh, I'd love to improvise with him. I think that he is just one of the funniest, most down-to-earth people. His life is kind of what I'd like to model my life after, uh, but we can get to that in a second. Uh, I'd love to improvise with Thomas Middleditch of Silicon Valley and uh, uh, Zach Woods of Silicon Valley. Those two, I think, are some of the funniest guys out there. Uh, I'd love to improvise with Lauren Lapkus uh, and uh, Darcy Cardin. I don't know if you guys know who Darcy Cardin is. She's I do. On, um, she's on The Good Place on NBC. Uh, and that was kind of her breakout role, and she is just killing it, uh, which is exciting. It's very exciting to see somebody that talented doing something so cool. Uh, I say, again, I say all of this like I know any of these people. I just truly do not. Uh, and so I hope that they
2: uh, don't like, write me a, a cease and desist letter. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's a hometown hero uh what's that lauren's a hometown hero here in chicago really mm-hmm yeah, she's yeah that's brilliant. where funny people come from chicago
1: <laughs> shut up michael they can come from anywhere
2: yeah like like, like iowa which New is York. uh
1: what what we call the attic sister of uh the weird like keeper in the attic sister of chicago
2: true yeah i mean slipknot's hilarious so
1: <laughs> yeah they. i mean they're really their county Uh, big old goofy guys Um, other comedy goals I would really like to write for a network show Uh, I think uh, especially specifically a Mike Shure show Uh, he's the guy that created Parks Parks and Rec he's Moe's on The Office he was an executive producer on that show I believe Uh, and then he also created Brooklyn Nine-Nine and The Good Place Uh, And he just kind of in terms of like our sitcom generation I think he's really kind of the front runner there
0: that's great and I think the thing that all of those people have in common that you listed is that every single one of them listens regularly to Making Friends with Mark McGarney. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: I just name-dropped all your, all your audience members. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay, the next one comes from Ghost Mom at Radtoria. She would like to know who would win in a fight. A, shark, B, train. Mm. Ooh, I would, mm.
2: I don't envy you here.
1: Shark versus train. I'm going. I'm going shark every time. And here's why. And this is the only. This is the definitive reason why trains don't have teeth. Well, you don't know that. I do know that. I have. I have uh, <laughs> called.
0: Have you ever met trains. Thomas? You
2: jerk.
1: Yeah, Thomas that dude Thomas, has fangs. Thomas, uh, Michael, I need to break this to you. Thomas is not real.
2: Oh, you. Well, that's not true. He. He's an Amtrak train. My mom no, told me no. that all my life.
0: <laughs> have you ever met sharks, Kellen? How do you know oh, that sharks yeah. are real? That's a good uh, point.
1: I, I read I, on Saturdays, I swim with sharks. That's not
2: true. Oh, but you're in Minnesota. They, they have sharks up here, Michael. In Minnesota? They're yeah, extremely polite. Sharks. Oh, I totally forgot yeah, that they're sharks in They're extremely and
1: polite, and they welcome you over to their house for potato salad after church.
0: Oh.
2: <laughs> oh, that's pretty
1: good. I love. don't know. I, I
0: feel like a shark could jump over a train. Is that possible? Or maybe do a tail slap to the engine and knock it yeah, off the I tracks. Mean, I mean, look, Mark. We can
1: speculate all day, but what it boils down to, and yeah, that is a train pun because the, the front of a train is called a boiler. Uh, what it all boils down to is, is that trains yeah. don't have trains don't have teeth, and sharks do, and so sharks win.
2: Well, I got. You know, I, I have to play the Thomas card again here.
1: And I, Michael, I already, I already, there, no, I can't do this. This is honestly, uh, Ghost Mom, I'm sorry, you hit a really sensitive topic uh, for me. I'm going to have to agree to
0: disagree with both of you. I think that when sharks fight trains, we all lose.
1: Yeah, if we're in a world where sharks and trains are fighting, uh, we're not here to witness the
2: see the winner. What's next? Buses and whales? I mean, what's going to happen? Where, where does this stop? Buses and
1: whales, buses and whales, buses tune in next whales. week for some buses and whales. <coughs> mm-hmm.
0: It's
2: also All a right. UK <laughs> show, just the, the stream of buses driving around Wales. It's, it's, a, it's a fun just show. <laughs> Biggie probably has seen it. I think that's how uh, Andrew got
1: his check mark. He wrote the first season of Buses and <laughs>
2: Whales. He, he just filmed
1: buses driving around Wales. <laughs> and for his revolutionary work in television sitcoms, Andrew Chammings for Buses and Whales. <laughs> it's
2: about right, the brightest then, thing he could. Yeah, that's probably where he, he broke out. Yeah, I'd say so.
0: <laughs> the next question comes from Rue at The Real Eatwood. He says, "What is this I hear about you creating an original show with Twitters at the Real Eatwood?" Uh,
1: when I first met uh, the Real Eatwood, uh, he's been a hero of mine on Twitter for a while. I think he's just just so funny, uh, super kind, very funny guy. But uh, join the club. He buddy. he thought, uh, no, I, I I. How did that start? All I know is, here's what I'll tell you. Here's what I know. Is that uh, Captain Cal and his termite pal are coming to the internet through <laughs> some medium that is yet to be decided uh, in the next year? We're coming up with an original show, whether it be a comic, a web series, uh, a short form podcast, you know, whatever. Um, Captain Cal and his termite pal are coming out, uh, coming out swinging.
0: I guns can't wait blazing. for that. With you two guys so, behind the helm, that's going to be good. And I know that he, he studied drama. He went to he school did. to study drama and, he, and like write plays and things like that. So you got to bring in some serious skills to this. We're gonna. It'll be fun. I
1: think. I think whatever we put our mind uh, behind an unintentional rhyme, <laughs> uh, we will. We'll have fun and it'll be a good time. Ooh! Wow! That was just a series of rhymes that I didn't plan for.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry I laughed at one of them, and I'm glad I didn't laugh at the last one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, a, it was honestly kind of very serious, uh, a very serious moment there, Mark, <laughs> and I would really appreciate it if you take my poetry seriously.
0: The next question comes from AtTheHype. He wants to know, how does one get such luxurious tresses? What I'm, is, what? Do we know what that is? I believe that would be human hair. Oh. I
1: honestly thought that was a part of a bridge, but I think that's a trussle.
0: You're thinking of chocolate uh, truffles.
1: Right. Oh, I am. That's what pigs eat. You know what actually we call pigs in <laughs> Iowa is truffle snouts. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. We don't call them pigs or even uh, live bacon. We call them truffle snouts.
0: Hmm. Wow. So tell us about your hair, buddy.
1: Yeah. Uh, where? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, why, how do you get such beautiful hair like me? Well, you you gotta wash it, you gotta brush it, uh, and you gotta have good genetics. I got I got my mom's hair, and uh, actually she's kind of jealous I think because uh, my hair has perhaps surpassed her. Uh, and there are a lot of people that wish they had the color and uh, and consistency of my hair. And frankly, there's not a lot you can do to change that. I just got lucky.
0: Do you brush it like? Do you count when you brush at night before you go to yeah. bed? You brush it like one, to, two, have three have to up to two thousand. You know, I gotta
1: brush. I gotta brush every strand individually.
0: <laughs>
1: Did you cut it
0: recently? Was it longer? Not too long ago. Uh,
1: it no. This is the longest it's been. I was gonna shave it, because uh, it's it's really hot. I remember but that. I, just, I didn't. I didn't shave it. Is what happened.
2: Well, a lot of us kind of shamed you over that, so. You
1: know. A lot of yeah, a lot of people were really unhappy. Uh, I didn't realize that that was a part of my my uh, brand.
2: Ugh, gross, but I guess it is.
0: All right, next yep, question. You and Sam Kennison. Yeah, Sam Kennison <laughs> <am> I. <laughs> next question comes from Mason. She has three questions. She says, "Hello, Captain Cow, Kellen. This." She says, "Number one, <coughs> what is your favorite thing about yourself? Number two, what is your favorite book? And number three, will you send me some hair?"
1: Uh, let's go in reverse order. Number three, Mason. Yes, I will send you another lock of hair. Although I'm not sure what you did with the last one.
0: Innumerable uh, locks of hair have been sent to yeah. Mason already. Yeah, she asks
1: me for one a lot. Mason and I are, are, are very we're good friends, uh, so I feel I feel okay sending her my hair. But I would like to know what she's doing with the uh, innumerous strands that I've sent her. Do um, you want to
0: know? Are you sure? No, you sure you want to no, open up actually, that can of worms?
1: Uh, i the, the thing I admire most about Mason is her ability to be bold and brash. I think she 's one of the most uh, well spoken honest people out there, and at the same time that 's the exact reason i 'm not going to ask what she 's doing with these strands <laughs> of hair <laughs> um, Number two, my favorite book I think the book that best defines me and best shapes like that I just feel my, my most like uh, my best self while reading is a book called The Life and Times of the Thunderbolt Kid by Bill Bryson. He, he's a very funny author. He grew up in my hometown. Uh, and so reading that book, I felt very connected to him. I was like, oh, I want to be funny like Bill Bryson. Oh, he also came from here. He's very smart. He's very funny. Um, and my best friend was actually in the only stage for adaptation of that show um, when it was in Des Moines.
0: Okay, so you kind of see yourself in him.
1: Yeah, some parts of me I think I, I definitely resonated a lot with it. I was like, "Oh, I'm a I'm a sm- I'm a Des Moines kid. I want to be funny uh, like him, and I want to do what he's doing." Kind of.
0: His name sounds really familiar, but I haven't heard of that book. Did he write anything else?
1: Uh, he wrote A Walk in the Woods. He's written a lot of like memoir style books that are just so funny uh, and and just very well written uh, and punchy and and smart and touching and just amazing so that's my plug for bill bryson
0: i'm gonna look him Uh, up who doesn't love a funny writer and how difficult is it to write an entire book that gets somebody laughing
1: so oh man i admire that i'm gonna look him up i i can't even imagine uh and then question number one was what do i most uh admire about myself yeah what's your favorite
0: thing about yourself
1: I think the thing that I like the most about myself and I think that my most defining trait um, is this like, lack of a mechanism that tells me to stop doing what I'm doing. <laughs> um, I think I have a messed up fight or flight response so where a normal person would be like, oh, I shouldn't do this thing or I should get out of the situation. I just run full on into it head first. And I get, I've been very lucky. I've never gotten punched or uh, you know, stabbed or whatever. But I, there are many times that I think I probably should have.
0: I admire that about you too. Yeah, I think that's that fearlessness that Andrew Chalmings was talking about.
1: Yeah, uh, he definitely got to see it uh, a little bit scaled back, but I think he definitely got to see parts of it because I was just screwing around most of the time I was with him um, and telling jokes and hanging out. And it was We had a good time, and got, he got to see that, that classic old flip-flop
0: fearlessness. <laughs> well, there you go, Mason. Hope that answered your questions. Next one comes from our good friend Billy. Billy. At Y Green. He says, my question is... Hot clam chowder. That's it.
1: And my response to that would be, not, damn, louder. Beautiful.
0: Next one comes from Allison at Suge Knight. She says, <laughs> "How Which often do you go?" Just the, what?
1: That's just the funniest handle <laughs> because Al, like Suge Knight is this like mogul uh, in and out of trouble, and then. If, if you know Allison, she's just not a rap mogul. Anyway. Not really.
0: <laughs> Allison gets a lot of praise on this podcast. <laughs> Adam Brown said that she's the funniest person on Twitter.
1: Oh, she's so funny. She's, and she's so authentically
0: herself. Well, her I'd question is having- uh, dead serious. She says, how often do you go to Big Wang's?
1: I have never been to Big Wang's. I have only taken a picture outside of it.
0: <laughs> the picture that I posted asking for questions is you in front of Big Wang's looking like you probably recently came out of Big Wang's.
1: It does look like that, but no, I was actually at a frozen yogurt place with some friends that's right next door and uh, just thought that was the funniest sign in the entire world. And so I took a picture with it. And it actually is my... It, so on uh, dating apps, you get six pictures and they don't they don't screen what the pictures are, like, if, if you're uploading the same picture, perhaps, and <laughs> all six of my pictures are that picture, <laughs> and I, I do not get a, I don't get matches, like, I straight up don't get matches. <laughs> I have a friend, we were on we were on Tinder for the same two-week period, and she got 150 matches, and I got zero, uh, which, I mean, part of that is just, like, a, a difference in, in user base and, and, uh, and
0: gender, uh, but
1: Yeah, you can't compare a
0: man's matches to a woman's matches on Tinder. No, you
1: can't, and I don't, but I still think it's hilarious, like, the the analytics of that is so funny to me.
0: (laughs) All right, six big wangs pictures on your Tinder profile, (laughs) good to know. Uh, Okay, next one is from Dave Cactus, who we already talked about. Please, Captain Calvis, you know the question on my mind. And the question on his
1: mind is, why did you big-time me in Denver? And, Dave, I've answered that question, I think, probably a dozen times now. It's because my dad was sick, and I had no method of transportation. And I apologize. Sincerely.
0: All right. You think he's going to accept? That? No, he won't, and I don't blame him. Well, he's your Twitter dad, so he'll, I'm yeah. sure he'll come around eventually. He'll be proud of me one day. Yeah. Okay, Llama in a Tux says, could you, could you please tell us who your favorite person on Twitter.com is and why is it, why it is Llama in a Tux?
1: I'm not going to answer that. I'm just going to respond to it with a question. Why is it that you, out of United States people, think you can just put use in whatever words you want? Uh, and, for, and for those of you wondering what I'm talking about, Mr. Llama in a Tux thought it would be okay to spell favorite. F-A-V-O-U-R-I-T-E. And that's just not acceptable for me. So
0: I'm not answering that question. Michael, who has a flu, looks like he's about to throw up based on that extra U. Uh, Michael, you have the flu?
2: Yep.
1: Right now? And you are still doing the podcast? You are a champion.
2: Yeah, you know. I pity Mark, so I had to join him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't feel bad for Michael anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, I didn't.
2: You know, he scheduled this time around me, and, and uh, I didn't want to bail. I hate bailing well, on anybody or anything. It's it's to me like the worst feeling. I don't like I, to do.
1: Well, that. and that's that's why you're still doing this from
2: prison. Is because you just won't put up that bail. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I've been on Twitter for half a decade. Just
1: leave. I can't. <laughs> I'm glad you can't. Oh, we thanks. need you there,
0: <laughs> uh, Michael. I'm sincerely glad that you're here. Uh, I think this is a good dynamic. I think so, oh, too. too.
1: I, think, I think this is fun. It's nice to have Michael's color commentary. I like it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought that that's going to be the least bit. I, 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 I gotta Mark's the smart one, he's the thoughtful one, he's going to ask the good questions, and I'm going to say the dumb shit that's going to help. But I,
1: I think it's needed because I also am going to say the dumb shit and, and avoid Mark's smart thoughtfulness.
0: I'm <laughs> just going to steer this boat as best I can with both of you dumb idiots aboard. <laughs>
2: well, good luck. Good luck. I'm, I'm, I'm taking one of your oars away. <laughs> no!
0: All right, next one is from, I don't know this person, Rosina. Her at is yeah. at Roro Funks, F-U-N-C-K-E-S.
1: I, I, I do know her, so we're okay. All right,
0: I thought she might be a friend of yours, Kevin. She says, ask him what's up for me.
1: Uh, what's up, Rosina? Uh, thank you. She actually was one of the, she was one of the crossover followers from my old Twitter account. I think she's like the only one still left. <laughs> I'm she like, like, she's, been, she's been on the ride from the beginning
0: I'm laughing at this next question already this one is from Jedi Cheesy Grits who is at Jedi great. <laughs> she wants to know do you have a Jar Jar Binks tattoo or is that just a rumor
1: uh, <laughs> all I'm going to say is if, I were, if, if the rumor is true it's in a place no one can see uh,
0: I hope one day we do get to see
2: oh man <laughs> in, in person
0: Kellen <laughs> would not show us his butt last night. We, I we were I'm, calling for Kellen to show that butt, and he just was so resistant. That's before I, we even knew about the tattoo.
1: Maybe, maybe I'm not gonna say why why I was nervous to show you guys my butt, but I would say uh, do the math.
2: No, you're pale, <laughs> so that probably pretty much that figures it out. Well, we
1: there didn't get to is, see folks. him in a skin tight <laughs> wetsuit though. So yeah, I, I think you got we got all see all my win. my spandex romper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I missed that one.
1: Uh, I'll resend it, Michael. You can, you can frame it and put it up right next to your beautiful Michael and Tara uh, wall art that you have behind you.
2: Oh, yeah. That's our, that was our guest book at our wedding. People will sign their names uh, around the tree.
1: Perfect. Then right next to it, uh, why don't you just put that picture of me in a romper? I,
2: <laughs> I will. I will. I'll be, I'll be a divorced man and lonely.
1: <laughs>
0: but it'll be worth it. Yeah, that's true.
2: Pranks. <laughs> Clooney would be proud.
0: Rickety Rodney at Let's Be Barefoot says, How does one properly milk a cat?
1: Obviously through its nipples.
0: I think through the nipples. Yeah, that's sound advice. Hi, I'm Dave says, Arrow Dave, or at Arrow Dave Low. Ask her what she's wearing in that photo. (laughs) Did you see my response to that? I feel bad. Your response says, Beating up kids who are smarter than you in high school just wasn't enough, was it?
1: (laughs) I just really (laughs) went in on him. I... Here's, here's why, and uh, Dave, if you're listening, is it Dave? Is that who it is?
0: Hi, I'm Dave. I assume that's yeah. his name.
1: I don't know him. I don't know how he got, he got a hold of this. But uh, Dave, if you're listening, here's why I really just went for the jugular on that. Uh, that joke is just not funny, and uh, I don't feel bad.
0: <laughs> there you go, Dave. Reconsider your life. Well, not your entire <laughs> life, just what you're doing with
2: it. Uh, oh, we're, now we're just roasting strangers.
1: Yeah, I I, I I should feel bad to that, but I don't. <laughs> nah, screw it. Yeah. Dave, Hi, I'm Dave, sure you're you got a guy. Let's
0: see if you can tap into that goodness inside of you. All
1: right. Yeah, and stop making that lame, like, weird middle-aged man joke of that guy with long hair is a girl. Whoa! <laughs>
0: Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're a dude? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh back uh, to 1952, Dave. <laughs> Next one is from... Oh, this is our last question, you guys. Yay. I'm sad. Oh. This means it's almost over.
2: It's
1: almost time to end the hangout, which is a bummer. This has been amazing.
2: Oh, we could do this again. I think we can. Every episode could be Kellen. Yeah. Just He's creative director now.
1: Mark, <laughs> just keep adding more people to the podcast, like as guests. <laughs> and uh, here's uh, Mark McGark <laughs> with uh, with his color commentators Kellen and Michael, and I'll just go down the line. And my <laughs> other
0: 18 co hosts. And Allie yeah, and Dorcan and Dave and Jane <laughs> and Danny. <laughs>
1: We left Mason out of that, and if we don't, if we don't say Mason's a color commentator, I'm going to get chewed out for like the third time by her this week.
0: Okay, the last one is from the lovely Kyle Patrick, our good and handsome and smart and funny friend Kyle Patrick.
1: Just an angel, an angel of a human being. If you're not, if you don't follow any of us that are involved today, just please follow Kyle.
0: Get on Kyle's TL. It'll change your life. He's got a good one. He says, "Hello, it's me." Today, I would like to ask Helen two things. One, what's his favorite Pokemon? Two, what's his favorite physical feature?
1: I am a big eyes guy. I think eyes are really cool because you can always kind of tell where a person's at based on their uh, visual cues that they give you through their eyes. Uh, And I I just, I love eyes. I'm a big eyes guy, Kyle. uh, Second.
0: Flip-flop the uh, eyes guy.
1: Old flip-flop the eyes guy. Yikes, that is a scary character. <laughs>
0: that sounds like <laughs> and, a horror movie.
1: Uh, I don't know when this is getting released, but paired with my clown in the sewer tweet that I put up today, it's, people are going to think I'm a lunatic. <laughs> um, but I... Uh, my, the, my favorite Pokemon is the one I identify most with, and that is Quagsire. And if you look at him uh, or her side-by-side uh, like, side with a photo of me, you'll see that we resemble each other a little bit.
0: Michael, are you, look, are you looking into that?
1: No. Media? Google it. Quag Sire. <laughs> somebody right. do it. Quag what? Quagmire? Quag Sire. It's Quagmire with an S. I'm uh. a big Pokemon guy, Kyle. I'm glad you asked that. And
2: I don't know so, anything about Pokemon. Do you like... Pokemon? Oh, yeah. You guys look so much alike.
0: Right? Hold up Okay, Give Mike, me. say something so I can see you. Uh, oh, it looks Good. exactly like Kellen. Yeah. It honestly does. It's, it's
1: there. Big it's blue like a baby amorphous dinosaur, amorphous, yeah. you know, just weird, dopey hands, tail.
2: Yeah, <laughs> green, blue. Oh, it's actually no, it's blue. I can't really tell. Yeah,
0: it's a,
1: it's a sea, and it and it lives in the water,
0: like I do. <laughs> okay, well, that was our final question. Thanks to everybody for there sending those in, and thanks to Kellen for answering them as honestly as possible.
1: I did my best. Uh, even even my name is Dave for whoever that guy was.
0: I, can you go to Big Wang's? Can you just go there? And no,
2: I'm not gonna do it.
0: Order a penis.
1: I'm not gonna do it.
2: Order a penis. Directly Just order a could penis.
1: Can I have an order of your finest penis, please?
2: <laughs> Make it big. Really big.
1: Yeah. To be your finest Big Wang.
2: Like, I need just a El Gordo Peniso, you know? (laughs) That's how we got to close it out right there. There it
1: is.
0: (laughs) All right, my friends, this has been really fun. Uh,
1: Mark, thank you for inviting me on Making Friends. I believe that we have effectively made friends. Michael, I'm glad you were here as well. Uh, You are also a friend of mine. Oh, yes. Gentlemen, I hope you have a beautiful Sunday, and uh, I'll see you on on the Twitterverse. Totes.
0: Alright, let's close on that. Everybody, let's give a high-five through our computer cams. High-five! Woo! Alright. And on the count of three, we are friends. One, two, three. One, two, three. We, we are, are friends! friends. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, no, everybody. Have a good weekend. Feel better, Michael. Thank you. Bye-bye. Flew
1: on.